You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And it's another week, everybody. Let's talk some Lions and the draft. People love what Brad Holmes and company are doing and did do this past weekend. Let's recap it on this Monday edition, May 3rd, into Tuesday, May 4th, the Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt Derry. Thank you for listening. We're brought to you today by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Big week ahead as we recap what the Lions did and Touched on it a little bit on the Saturday edition of the podcast once the draft was done. The Lions did quite well. We'll kind of look at some of the numbers and the schematics that went with this draft, some analytics, what national people thought. Plus, tomorrow on the show, Mike Valeni from 97 Won the Ticket is going to join me to talk Lions draft. And on Wednesday, Syracuse radio analyst and former player, former NFL player, Adam Terry, is going to join us to talk about Ify Melifongwu. I, I probably messed up his name. But listen to me, Melifongwu. The, the, this, this Syracuse cornerback, and I know I'm a Syracuse guy, and you're all going to say all this stuff, but Melifongwu is the one guy that I think intrigues me the most. Panay Sewell we know is going to play right tackle, and he'll be good. But I think a guy like Ify Atu Melifongwu, Ify as they call him, is going to be really good and was maybe a steal at 101 overall in round three. We'll talk about him and what makes him um, you know, so likable around the league already, uh, and, and a guy that was desired by a lot of teams. We'll talk about that with Adam Terry, who's seen every game that Melifonwu played at cornerback at Syracuse. We'll do that on Wednesday. Follow us on Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions on Twitter, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. On the show today, we'll recap the, the, the prospects that the Lions took again. I have an issue or, or a something we need to put to rest in regards to who's in charge, and I want to make a public apology on that. Draft capital over-expected. Draft capital over-expected. Our friends at Grinding the Mocks. A guy by the name of Benjamin Robinson took a look at all the mock drafts, all of the experts, what people had in terms of grades, and how does that all spit out now that the players have all been selected and how do the teams do? We'll tell you about the Lions coming up. Also, it appears Detroit is stealing away one of the top scouts in the entire NFL from another team. We'll get in, uh, in on that as well today on a Locked on Lions. But the draft is done. We're now into Monday, and I said this on Saturday. I give this team a B plus. I think this team did quite well. Um, I think this team uh, added both needs and athletes. I know they didn't get Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, JOK from Notre Dame. That was my big target for day two. He's still a player that I think the Cleveland Browns went up and got in the second round, and they stole him. Um, and I would have loved to have seen an athletic sort of hybrid linebacker slash safety on this team. So that bothered me. But all in all, I really like what Brad Holmes did. And you look at this list of players, and you see Penny Sewell, Levi Onzerike, Aleem McNeil, 
Ify Melifonwu, Amon Ra St. Brown. These are going to be some tough names for Dan Miller and uh, Lomas Brown. Hey, Dan! Uh, to um, pronounce. Derek Barnes and Jamar Jefferson. And you look at this group of seven guys, and again, the Lions started the draft with six, but added a player in Jefferson in round seven. You look at this list and you see athletes. You see guys that were ferocious. Uh, so there's a mixture of toughness and athleticism, and they're all excited about coming here. And there's a vibe in Detroit right now and inside that building in Allen Park that hasn't been there in years. And the previous regime, and you don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it, but the previous regime of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia did such a terrible job with the culture and with the feeling every day that, and some of you might be able to relate, you go to work every day, and if you hate where you work or you don't like your job or you don't like some of the people around you, it's going to affect you. And you're not going to have a winning environment and atmosphere. And I'm not saying any of these guys are going to be the next, you know, is Penny Sewell going to be the next great right tackle, the next, I don't know, Jonathan Ogden, he was a left tackle, but you know what I mean. Um, Jack Conklin, whatever. You know, is Levi Onzerike going to be the next great disruptor on the interior? All these guys, you don't know yet. But what the Lions did was they looked up and said, we are going to take the best players available. We're going to add good football players. We're going to get tremendous value. And they all want to like, they're all like rushing to get here. And they all can't wait to be here. And that's exciting. And they're athletes. Like the Lions, for some odd reason, the, the Quinn got so involved with this Patriot way of big, bulky guys that, that fit the scheme. And it made no sense. You know, you watch Christian Jones play outside linebacker, and he couldn't run sideline to sideline. He was just some. Big, bulky guy, like a big, bulky robot that couldn't move much. Jelani Tavai. I mean, the list goes on and on. And now you see some guys with some speed, guys that can run, guys that are disruptive. And you hope with Dan Campbell coaching them that in a few years we're sitting here going, man, that 2021 draft was special. Look at all the guys they got. Look at how much they contribute. And like I said, Dane Brugler from TheAthletic.com, who did a seven-round mock and rated every single player and did a really good job. We'll try to get Dane on either this week or next week. He has five Lions in his top 85 overall. And one of those guys is Derek Barnes, who's the linebacker from Purdue, who the Lions grabbed 113 overall. So Brugler basically is saying Sewell, Onzerike, McNeil, Melifonwu, and Barnes, all are five, top 85 players in this class. And again, Melifonwu was taken 101. McNeil was taken 72. How many times have the Lions wasted second-round picks, third-round picks on players that were not in top 100s or top 120s? Oh, but, but the, the, the Lions like him. You know, reaches. I don't need to recap old second-round picks and third-round picks and, and, and piss you guys off. You get it. So that's pretty cool that five of the top 85 are coming here and that you got good value. You moved up to get aggressive and get um, uh, Derek Barnes in the fourth round. You were taking back-to-back -back players. Amon Ross St. Brown, really, really solid 
Pac-12 receiver. I tell you, the Lions like the Pac-12. <laughs> Oregon, Washington, USC. Brad Holmes watching some late night Pac-12 after dark. And uh, you know, I, I like what, I've, what I see so far. I do. All right, so Brad Holmes was making the calls. What does this mean for the rest of the front office? And how wrong maybe was a certain podcast host in um, jumping to a conclusion from last week? I will explain um, when we do uh, that coming up next. Uh, hey, Lions fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. So text DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. And hey, our friends at Bet Online are with us again this week. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Hey, you can bet against the Tigers. They're playing the Red Sox this week. Chris McCoskey in the Detroit News said today, Alavila's not going anywhere. <laughs> As an Indians fan, I can just laugh. But you know what's not funny? It's when you lose uh, on bets, but you're on some other site, and it's terrible. That's why you need to go to betonline.ag. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Go to the website. It's free, betonline.ag. Sign up today, and you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so last week on the show, maybe it was a week ago, I said that it was a week ago today, Peter King in uh, his Pro Football Talk piece and Albert Breer, Monday Morning Quarterback. Both guys said that the Chris Spielman influence may play a role in what the Lions do in the draft. couple of things. Number one, I kind of said, isn't this Brad Holmes' draft? Isn't he in charge? What are we doing? You know? And if Spielman has an influence, then why isn't he the general manager? And I like Chris. I have no issue with it. I'm glad he's on the, the team. Okay, but if you see this draft and you look up and you see offensive tackle, defensive tackle, defensive tackle, the first three picks, and you go back and listen to Chris Spielman as a guest on the Stoney and Jansen show uh, on 97 on the ticket last week, you can see that Spielman didn't have much of an influence on this draft. This was Holmes and Campbell, and here's why. Spielman on that radio show last week made the point of saying that in today's NFL, you're now drafting outside in, not inside out. Because in today's NFL, it's about skill position players. It's about having speed on the outside. The passing game is so prevalent and everything else. And yet the Lions drafted a right tackle, a nose tackle, and a three-technique 
All right, you want to get real geeky. A D tackle and owns Rike, who can play, which means you play in that gap outside the guard's outside shoulder. So you're playing between the guard and the tackle. McNeil is just a rammer inside at nose. Onzrique is a three technique. And I we could really geek out and I could go into this all day, but the bottom line is, is that you know, Spielman's comments last week don't exactly match up with what the Lions did. Now, did Detroit load up on undrafted free agent receivers, UDFAs? Yes, they got a couple of good ones. But they only took one receiver in this draft. That was in the fourth round, and many thought, oh, they might take a couple. Did the Lions get a a ton of speed on the outside in this draft? Not really. They went big and athletic with some speed, but this wasn't a, you know, get your toys for Jared Goff type of draft. So if I jumped to too many conclusions last Monday, I apologize. I'll own it. Brad Holmes is in charge. All right. And while he was hugging Rod Wood and tackling him in the in the war room, and while so Penny Sewell arrived on the scene and the first guy to shake his hand was Rod Wood, I really believe that this is the Brad Holmes show. And now it's an opportunity to build on this. Maybe there are some free agents. The Lions have five roster spots open right now. All right. They have eighty five players, I believe, on their roster. They can get up to ninety. Maybe they go get some free agents that are available now that won't cost compensatory picks down the road. But I think Holmes is running this thing, and I think so far, so good. Again, would I have liked JOK in the second round over Onzerike? Yes, I'll admit that. If I'm wrong on Big Levi, then I'll, I'll eat some crow. I just thought Jeremiah would have been an awesome pickup for this team. What about draft capital overexpected and grinding through the mock drafts and seeing how the Lions did as compared to other teams? How did they do? Let's get into that next. Also, um, a scout, a pretty big-name scout, is apparently coming here. Uh, but first, Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. I was back on the Built Bar train today with cookies and cream. I got a beautiful package uh, over the weekend sent to me. I got 12 of the coconut brownie chunks before they were sold out, and six cookies and cream, and I'm so excited. The new and improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser, and it's great for you. Dipped in chocolate, covered in chocolate, but only like 130, 150 calories. It depends on which one you get, all right? My uh, sister-in-law, Leah, uh, my brother told me, Leah loves cookies and cream Built Bars. we got to get some more. I said, use that promo code, baby. Of Locked 15, and that's how you can get them and save some money. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked 15 to get 15% off your next order. Promo code Locked 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. They are the best. All right, so how did the Lions do when it comes to analytics and experts and real rankings, all right? Well, you could go to Mel Kuyper Jr., and he does the, the grades, and he, Mel Kuyper Jr. said the Steelers had the worst draft. Other people said the Saints had the worst draft. But in terms of actually looking at the mock drafts and what all the experts said about the players and when they were selected, how did the Lions do? This was brought up by a guy by the name of Benjamin Robinson, who works for uh, Grinding the Mocks, is what they call it. 
And he's on Twitter at Ben J underscore Robinson. 2021 NFL Draft, draft capital overexpected, meaning the average DCOE pick adjusted by team. All right, so for example, the team that did best with draft capital overexpected, meaning they got the most players that were highly ranked through all the mock drafts and all the experts. Number one, the Chicago Bears did the best of any team. Number two, the Denver Broncos. Number three, the New England Patriots. Texans come in four, Chiefs five, Bengals six, Browns seven, then at number eight, your Detroit Lions. So the Lions had the be- the eighth best draft if you go by draft capital overexpected and grinding the mocks. The bottom five, the Raiders, not a surprise. Everybody thought they stretched and pushed and uh, reached for Alex Leatherwood. The Saints, second worst. The Rams, now without Brad Holmes, third worst. Dallas and Jacksonville. Of the teams in the NFC North, Green Bay kind of low down the list. And same with Minnesota. Minnesota was the eighth worst. Six, seven, ninth worst. But the Lions finished, if you read and, and if you go through all the mock drafts and look at how the players were graded, the Lions finished with the eighth best draft in terms of draft capital overexpected. DCOE. Only the Browns, Bengals, Chiefs, Texans, Patriots, Broncos, and Bears did better. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, yeah, eighth best. That's pretty good. And I'm excited to see what these players can do. You know, uh, we're going to talk to Adam Terry, the Syracuse radio analyst, on Wednesday. He was telling me off the air, wait till you see this Aleem McNeil at NC State. We saw him every year in the ACC. He's a, he's a beast. He's a monster. Just knocks people over. He's a bowling ball. The Lions need that. You know, Deshaun Hand and John Penasini, they can't be real thrilled with their status on this roster with Brad Holmes in charge. And Holmes is going to put his own furniture in his, in his own house. I thought the Lions' D-line was very, very deep going into this draft. Didn't expect maybe one D-lineman. Didn't expect two in the first three picks. All right, last thing here. Um, there was a report this morning from Albert Breer, and it sounds like the Lions are taking and stealing away one of the top top college evaluators and scouts in the game, and that is Panthers scout Mike Martin. Breer wrote today, Lions general manager Brad Holmes could, quote, bring Panthers scout Mike Martin to Detroit in some sort of elevated role. Martin has been around 18 years in the NFL, started with the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, worked with Mike Tomlin and Raheem Morris in Tampa Bay, worked under uh, Texans GM Rick Smith, uh, has Martin's been credited with getting guys like Dwayne Brown, A.J. Boye in Houston, and then has been with Carolina um, since 2018. So Mike Martin, highly regarded, is apparently going to be getting a decent title, has an impressive resume, with the Lions. It was Dave Burkett uh, in March that was quoting this guy, Neil Stratton, who said the Lions are going to add one seasoned evaluator 
who's gotten a lot of picks right over the years. Well, it turns out it's this Mike Martin guy. So, again, adding more top personnel people to your front office is all you can ask the Lions to do. For years, this team has held on to scout after scout that has been with previous regimes. And I know the Lions still have guys from the past, Lance Newmark and others, on their staff now. But adding guys like John Dorsey, uh, Ray Agnew, and now Mike Martin, that's awesome. You want the best eyeballs in your room that you can have. So uh, I'm excited about it. I think it's uh, pretty cool. So look for that move to be announced fairly soon. All right, Mike Valenti going to join us tomorrow right here on Locked on Lions. We'll talk to you again then.